Dave, we live in a state where marijuana is now legal. Uh, well, actually, it's been legal for white people for probably. Well, I mean, actually, <laughs> 30 it's, on, years. it's on the books. It's, yeah, it's right. literally legal yeah, yeah, yeah. for everyone. Right. There's, now, a, right? there's a statute and it's fancy right. wording and everything. Yeah. So I can ask you this and I'm not asking you to tell me anything illegal. Uh, right. Yeah, right. So uh, when was the last time you got high? A couple of a couple of weeks ago. So with gummies, yeah. well, you've had gummies, right? I have. Yeah. So when you take a gummy after like an hour, you're like, oh, that didn't work. So you end up taking another gun, make gummy. And then you end up getting really, really high. <laughs> and I, in fact, I still, I'm, because I'm just kind of navigating this, uh-huh. I, I, I really don't know how to ride the horse right now, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I got so, I mean, I got really, I, I'm actually still whispering because we're on a podcast here. No one's going to, um, I got so high yeah. after that second gummy that I started questioning how good of a son I was to my dead mother. <laughs> oh my God. Well, the reason I ask is because I had a, I have a leg issue. Yeah, I see the, see, the, see the crutches. Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, I was given some medicine. I'm, yeah. I'm heavily doped up right now yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on medicine. Yeah. And uh, I, I took one of those also. The, yeah. The, and, ha- the happy and, gummy? Yeah. And um, it turns out that uh, it takes a while for it to kick in. <laughs> I, I, right. <laughs> it's people who are veterans know of these things. And when you get to our age, our yeah. metabolism's kind of slow. <laughs> and I was in the middle of a Zoom call uh, with some with old buddies, buddies right. yeah, yeah, which we do with our college friends. And I, in the middle of telling a story about my orthodontist, Ursula Bleifus in Germany. <laughs> that, I, wait, that's a high name. You, you just yeah. made up that name. In the middle of the story, I realized that I didn't remember why I started telling the story. I didn't realize where I was going with the story. And I realized why I should not be doing this stuff. <laughs> because, holy mackerel, that was... Uh, it's not It's not the pot we smoked in the 80s. Yeah. Manushaman <laughs> is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opi show. Hey, it's Tommy. And I'm Sam. And Kimmy. And Friends is back. And I've got even more assumptions that are even less accurate. He thinks that we don't know what pomegranates are. And some titillating news about the month of May. You heard it here. Titillating. May. Pomegranates. Assumptions. And friends. Listen to And Friends on Spotify. Opashows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Oh, I picked the I picked the long one, the extended dance mix. I, I have to turn it off because that one is a little too long. Right. But uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's, you look great. I really don't. I know I don't because I'm I'm injured. But uh, I see I, the you, you're a little. For those of you who may not have met, and many of you have not met Rick, yeah, personally, there's a couple. You can tell immediately when he's a little grumpy. First of all, right. when he's tired, yeah, he's a little grumpy, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And I came into the studio today, yeah. and he just looked up, and then he looked back down into the yeah. computer. There's no hello, no. There's no. Can I get you a Reuben? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I am who I am. You know, uh, for, on the on the scale of German, for, you know, from zero being, you know, <laughs> I don't know who uh, Horst Buchholz. <laughs> To hundred being, you know, Hitler. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more closer to Horace Buchholz. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think. So, what is ha- Hasselhoff? Is what like a twenty-two? Yeah, yeah. And Buchholz is even lower yeah. than that. Yeah. So, I, I maybe a, an eight. I'm a has. I'm a half Hassel. So, 
Are there any German cartoon characters that are wacky? Uh, no. No. Wacky and German do not go together. That is what we're going to need to do is yeah. create the first wacky German. Yeah. I don't. I, it's not in our it's not in our DNA. Well, I hope you feel better. I know that you're having some issues. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming to a work. A lesser man wouldn't be right. here. A lesser man wouldn't have gotten out of bed and <laughs> hopped to your desk, which is six feet away. You know, uh, but no, I'm happy. But that I you, did. But I did do that. Right. right. So I, I had kind of some flashbacks of when we ran the advertising business together and that was yeah. when you were doing morning drive right and you were just a dick yeah thank you thank <laughs> you were you. just a you were just a sleepy dick that was everything was uh, well did you do that and uh, i was know, constantly uh, under pressure yeah, uh, and when i had a chance to talk to you i had like you know 20 well, minutes right. and it had to be accomplished during that 20 right. minutes and i'm not one to <laughs> and you're a chatter <laughs> <laughs> you are a chatter. And I'm like, Dave, I don't care. The question is, is the spot well, done? No, and, and I got second place in the Pinewood Derby. And I got the, they gave me a third place uh, trophy. It was bullshit. Oh, gosh. Yes. But we made it through those we years. Did, we did make it through. Um, you know, um, we got a great show. We do. I lots, think. Lots of good stuff. Actually, how, how does anybody, when they say we've got a great show before they're doing the show, know that it's going to be a great show? Confidence. <laughs> okay. Just confidence. All right. Well, do you want to just get going? Because we got a lot, of, a lot of potatoes in this bag. You okay. Wanna... Yeah. Let's uh, pull out the first potato. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. All right, David. Ricky, this comes out of the great state of Arizona. Okay. okay. I've been and, there. And, you know, quite frankly, if... If Texas and Florida had a baby and dro- we need a what's wrong with you, Arizona? <laughs> yeah, seriously. If Texas and Florida, let's say had the they had a baby and they dropped the baby on the head and fed it paint chips, that's Arizona, <laughs> right? It seems that way. <laughs> yeah. So these past eighteen months have been pretty tough on businesses all across the country. Of right? course, right? Yeah. But perhaps the business that suffered most, and this is one that I think we really should consider is Arizona's government sanctioned execution of death row inmates. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, they decided to stop all executions because of the pandemic. Sure. The because pa- yes, they took a break uh, from the pandemic about a pandemic that was killing people. Right. Right. So they could go back to killing. People. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, but thankfully sunnier days are ahead. All right. All right. Because of the pandemic, like I said, Arizona put hold on all executions. Um, and again, evidently it's hard to find a six foot long needle. To lethally inject somebody during social oh, distancing. Like, oh, I like that. Yeah. It's written right, right here. Right. Uh, Alan Wenbean, who is the acting director of the Arizona Department of Corrections, held a news conference on Monday uh, where he shared optimism that things will get back to normal soon. Okay. okay. Um, f- such as Arizona is changing things up a bit and will concentrate their efforts on using a new blend of hydrogen cyanide. Oh, that's great. Which, which appears to be more cost effective and efficient. I'm imagining... The salesman for the old <laughs> hydrogen cyanide guy is going, Alan, I, I, I remember we those. We had di- a relationship. <laughs> remember those Diamondback tickets? Right. I bring you bagels every week for 12 years and you're giving the business to that. Other How guy? many cannolis has he given you? How many cannolis? <laughs> Come on. Give us another chance, Alan. Uh, second, Arizona just completed a purchase of a jaw dropping one and a half million dollars on a batch of pentobarbital okay okay now i want you considering that the costs are about 1600 dollars for one lethal dose 
Arizona has enough stock to kill a thousand people. Okay. Okay. Did they buy this at Costco? <laughs> I mean, I mean, even Arizona isn't whacking a thousand people, right? Uh, you know, you got the big bins, the yeah, giant right, bins. Right. We're never going to use all this, but it's cheaper. <laughs> got some mustard too. Uh, and finally, eight hundred thousand dollars has been allocated to test the safety of the ASPC Florence gas chamber, which this seems to be warranted, considering that the current technique used to taste the, test the safety of the chamber um, is astonishingly, pr- pr- astonishingly primitive. Prison officials currently, I'm not making this up, are checking for gas seepages by holding a candle up to a sealed window and door. And if the flame is steady and doesn't flicker, the chamber has de- been deemed as airtight. So right now they are literally in this gas station taking a, a, a gas chamber taking a candle and putting it around the windows to see if it's airtight. Oh my God. So this $800,000, I think, is probably money that's well spent. Oh, my God. So good to see that things are getting back to normal in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, here's here's more of an upbeat uh, pandemic news. Fans are back yep. in, in major league ballparks. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when you live in Chicago... You know that uh, both White Sox and Cub fans uh, have, uh, I don't know what you'd, you'd call like a, um, a stereotype of what each type of fan is. Like White Sox fans. I don't fans, like the way this is going, but go on. <laughs> continue. White Sox fans consider Cubs fans to be frat boys who just want to get drunk yeah, in a beer yeah. garden. They don't understand the game. They aren't real baseball fans. Yeah. They're tourists. Yeah, right. They'll show up if the team is good or bad. Yeah. They're stupid. <laughs> Right. Whereas White Sox fans are students of the game. They only go to Sox games when the management has put a team on the field worthy of a super educated baseball fan. By doing so, they're essentially managing the team themselves with their pocketbooks. That's how advanced they are. It's our consumer voice. They're so smart. And then during the game. A typical discussion in the ballpark will, is. you know, if you go to Wrigley, it's about shoes and, you know, uh, the latest styles or whatever the stupid Cub fans talk about. But at at uh, Comiskey or whatever it's called now, Guaranteed, guaranteed Rate, Rate Field, they'll be talking about sabermetrics and uh, um, you know, pitch count. Well, right. And war. Yeah. What kind of firepower is in the double league, right. double A club? Yeah, exactly. The Birmingham Barons. What, right. What baseball talk. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Absolutely. Smart right. baseball talk because they're superior fans. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Isn't that the the way you would describe the Cubs and, and Sox So far, I'm on the same page. Well, on Monday, uh, I had the day off, or, and the Cubs had the day off, and so I watched the White Sox, uh-huh. and they're playing against the Cardinals. And so well, let, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's basically mm-hmm. Lucifer playing. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's my two least favorite teams. <laughs> so who are you right. rooting for? Um, I was rooting for the White Sox really? because the car, because the Cubs are a half game out or whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then I saw this little video of a pref- professorial discussion <laughs> in the stands amongst the White Sox fans. If, I, if Can I play it for you? Yeah, because videos work great on podcasts. All right, well, right here out. it is. All 
right now. You can't really understand what they're saying, but I went through it several times, and I did manage to pick oh, up. You? A, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, did you? Um, did you use a, a like one of those transcription services to well, do no, this? No, no, <laughs> I did it myself, but it took me hours of painstaking okay. frame by frame. Anyway, there are three women yeah. in the stands. They appear to be punching and clawing at each other during the ninth inning. Woman in the black no, no. hat lands a blow. Okay, it's pantomiming. We do charades okay. between innings. <laughs> lands a blow to the girl in the black tank top, who apparently does does that doesn't sit well with her. <laughs> then the blonde woman in the white hat decides to get into it, and these bitches were going at it, <laughs> pulling it, they were tearing each other apart. But even while that was happening, it looks low brow. Yeah, it looks like a stereotypical cub would think of a White Sox fan, mm. but it wasn't at all. No, I. Because here's what they were actually saying, right? One woman was saying, I got your slugging percentage right here, sweetie. The other woman said, oh, yeah, here's my righty-lefty breakdown. Here's righty, here's lefty. And then the Cardinals fan who was trying to pull them apart, a man, said, make America great. No, no. No, uh, to the to, to that man, they said, "Watch your hands, pal. This isn't the tenth inning, and you don't get to start on second base." <laughs> oh, very nice. See, so it so was very high educated, brown. very it was educated, brown. Very, very good. All right. So that's. I just want to say that uh, the White Sox fans are exactly like they claim uh, to yeah, be. You know what I think is, in all seriousness. So we've been yeah. w- without baseball for what? Yeah. Eight. I mean, a year or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. And. You can't go to the goddamn game without two nu- or three knuckleheads getting into a fight, you know. Uh, and th- this is not something that is just White Sox. No, I know, but, but it's so perfect. No, I know. It's I know. It, you know that the the, uh, the Ligui father son team. Yeah, uh, guy that, takes his son to a baseball ca- game, and all of a sudden he's the bad guy. They hop on the field. They beat a first base coach up. But uh, well, that first base coach was taking that extra base far off more often than he should have. Let been. me tell you something about that incident that you can think about for the rest of your life uh-huh. that incident happened on the day my son sean was born oh that's great because i was on the air the next day with uh, landecker and i have a tape of it yeah. and one of the first things i said was i'm already planning my first father son socks game what? so it happened on that day i love the fact that you just had a baby and you're and you're thinking about a bit for the next day that's why i was always grumpy dave you had no idea what pressure i was under i always had to come up with more 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 you know who's not grumpy who bob thang bob thang bob thang left us a really great arizona a apple review oh you want to hear it yeah if you like to laugh this podcast is for you if you don't like to laugh, you're broken inside and no podcast will ever make you happy. I enjoy this podcast enough to ignore the blatant Chicago Cubs bias demonstrated. That means I clearly enjoy it quite a bit. Five stars. And look at that. That's the actual review. I didn't just make that up because no, of your Cubs story. really does say that. <laughs> that is not right. Well, hey, listen, people should do this. Yeah. They should go on Apple and they should give us reviews, uh, even if it's not a kind review. If you've made it this far into the show and you're not going to give us a kind review, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> but yeah, please, yeah. please go out there and give it's us... It's all about SEO. The more clicks we get, it's fine. Anytime that someone gives us a review or uh, says anything about us, it helps us. So, yes. so please do it. And subscribe, too, if you haven't subscribed. And subscribe to the other great Opie shows as well. That's right. And we'll be talking about some of those later. a bit later yeah. in the show. But right now, it is time for this segment... Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Breaking days. 
Well, uh, this is the part of the show where we go back into the Rick and Dave archives. And, and we have been doing this sort of thing together now for many, many years. Yeah. And I keep a calendar of all the stuff that we've done. And I look it over the week before we uh, do this mm-hmm. show. And this week happens to be Tommy Chong's birthday. Mm. So, happy birthday to Tommy. Tommy has been interviewed by us. Rick and Dave. He's a friend of the show. Friend of the show. And he is great. Do you know how old he is? Oh, he's got to be. Well, he was huge in the... He's probably Paul McCartney's age. I would say 80, maybe? He's 83. Jesus. And listen to... Well, Well, those edibles, I think, are probably (laughs) doing well for him. I'm going to play a clip for you uh, of the last time he was on with us, the only time he was on with us. Um, just to give you an idea of how sharp he still yeah. is, this is a fun little story that he told about Art Garfunkel. Oh, okay. All right, so here goes. Like rock stars. Yeah. Really, really. We hobnob with all the rock stars, you know, the Stones and, the, and uh, you know, like Second City, Belushi and all them, you know, they're, right. they're big fans. In fact, uh, we got barred from uh, Second City for 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 life, I guess. You know, because of our we we led their their cast down the wrong road for a while. Oh. You know, when Belushi and yeah, right until Belushi died. You know, <laughs> so they they didn't like our dope humor. But yeah, we were we were as big as rock stars. One time, I had a party at my house in Malibu, which uh, went through uh, after I had it. You know. Uh, uh, the Eagles, the Don Felder bought it from me, and then he sold it to David Foster, and now David Foster sold it to uh, Nick Nolte. Oh. And it was a, this beautiful mansion. It was a really uh, well-built mansion. But what happened, I, I got to know the owner, uh, the builder, and the builder was uh, like an old Western kind of real cool guy, and we hung together quite a bit, so I got a real nice price on on you know mansion uh-huh. like now it was it goes for 10 20 million easy wow but at the time the builder because he he had built it by using other you would order uh, materials for another house that he was building and then order extra materials for his house uh-huh. and so he he literally built it for, on the uh, on the cheap for nothing mm-hmm. and so he sold it to me for like six hundred thousand dollars wow and and so i we used to have parties there and i remember one time simon uh, simon and garfunkel garfunkel yeah was was riding up the driveway with lou adler and he looks at my house and he goes jesus how many records did these guys sell <laughs> <laughs> that's great tommy chong uh, so happy birthday, Tommy! Eighty-three years old this week. We still have a ton of show coming up. Yeah. Uh, Dave has another story to share with you. I do too, um, and we also have a a, a celebrity story coming. Uh, yeah. That uh, via email. Thank you so much. We'll tease who our big guest is this week. All that is still to come. Let's stay with us. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk about some really useless upgrades that you won't want to make on your car. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for this story and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Rick Kemper. I'm Adam Howitt. And we're the co-hosts of Free Kicks, a show about international and particularly English Premier League soccer. On an all-new Free Kicks. This week, we preview the Champions League final. Plus my favorite feature. 
guess the Premier League star. Listen to Free Kicks now on Google Podcasts, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And because it's football, try doing it without using your hands. And we're back. You have any? Yeah, uh, I got one more here, Rick. Yeah. Um, you know, about this time every year, uh, networks and television production companies and, you know, Amazons and whatever providers, they go through their list of shows and, you know, who are we going to renew, who we're not going to renew, right, and, they, right, and right. they publish this this big list. Well, I've got a list here, and what I thought was interesting is the production cost for some of these shows. Oh, okay. okay? Yeah. So I'm going to go um, here. I'll just pick one at random. Stranger Things. Um, Netflix, of course. Uh, That's rene- expensive, I'm guessing. Well, renewed, first of all, what's the status? Renewed or not renewed? Renewed. Yes, yeah. renewed. Uh, estimated production cost of a Stranger Things episode per episode. Oh, 500000 8 million. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. I'm not watching your Stranger Things. Wow. I'm watching their Stranger <laughs> <Yeah>. Things. <laughs> uh, I didn't know it was that uh, much. Um, here we go. Um, the Handmaid's Tale. The uh, Handmaid's yeah. Tale, I should yeah. say. HBO. I'm going to say that's expensive because they've got all the costumes and all. I'm going to say oh. that's. And we've had our we've had stars of this show on. Yeah, too. Bradley, Bradley Whitford yeah. has been on this. Show. I'm going to say five million. Uh, it's ten million and has ten? been renewed okay. as well. All right, this will make you happy. Lou Dobbs tonight, Fox News Channel. I know that's been canceled. Canceled thanks uh. to cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, how much is that one? Does it say how, how yeah, much per episode? Yeah. I'm going to say eight bucks. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, we need the racist handbook. That's thirty-seven cents. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars per episode, which actually seems high. Well, yeah, well, you've got all those those conspiracy theory researchers. You know, you got to go deep to find some of that crazy craze. So five hundred grand per episode. Okay. okay. Well, this kind of so I kind of started thinking. You know, yeah. we're part of a big network. True. Right. True. You know, and yeah. I would assume that they do the same thing. And I did some digging. Okay, okay, great. And I, I'm not going to tell you how I got some of this information. Okay, right. well, on the QT yeah. here. Right. But I found out what some of the other shows on the op- or on yeah, Opie shows, Tony shows, yeah, how much they're costing to Oh, oh to I'd produce. like to hear this. Right, okay. So, back to you. First of all, status. Uh, renewed. Uh, it's to be determined. Okay. Okay. All right. Guess how much? Uh, I'm going to say they are... Uh, Five hundred dollars an episode. Five hundred dollars an episode. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, One hundred ninety-six thousand four hundred dollars per episode. Really? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you. Okay. Yeah, They've got an emergency proctologist in the studio during the tape. Okay, I forgot about that. Uh, like Eleven thousand right. dollars an episode. Right. Then you get the with the the lube. Twelve hundred bucks and the gloves. Nine hundred bucks. Gloves. I don't know where right. they're getting rubber gloves for nine hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, not going to Costco. A feng shui specialist. Sure. You, you know how Steve is. Yeah, right, uh, right. $74,000. Well, you got the koi pond, <laughs> yep, right? Yep. You got the and waterfall. The and the maintenance, right? Yeah, the pool boy. Right. right. Uh, uh-huh. And also, this is kind of weird, and I guess this is kind of, you know, what these highfalutin guys do. Yeah. A park of a, part, a pack of Smarties Yeah. with only the with the pink ones removed. Yeah, which uh, takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and friends, status? Uh, renewed. Uh, no, to be determined. Okay. I uh, guess how much? <laughs> right. How much they got? Um, all oh, right. How so time? how much was it back to you? Uh, 196.4. So I'm going to say it's half as much. I'm going to say it's 100. Well, not bad. $104,000. Okay. Episode. Okay. Close. Um, and this is, you know, of course, Frankie, Marcy and Teddy's show. 
uh, three gamer chairs. Right. Those are expensive. 1600 bucks each. Okay. 4800 bucks. That's uh-huh. right there. Uh, student loan forgiveness, evidently. Right. Now, that's your big cho- That's your chunk right there. That's 31 grand each. <laughs> it is. Exactly. 31 grand each. A case of Fruity Pebbles, 145 bucks. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Chazard Pokemon card, mint grade number five. What about Meowth? You got any Squirtles? <laughs> I got a Charizard here. I don't know what okay. else. That's 14000 all right. Okay. And then hibiscus tea, 12 bucks. Okay. So there you go. Um, you want to know what? How Minutia much? Yeah, 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 guess I how do. Much, all right. Well, first of all, status. Uh, renewed? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> to be determined. We'll see. Uh, uh, re- reimbursed costs? Zero dollars. <laughs> Zero dollars. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Um, we've got nine bucks for my gas. Right. Uh, three cents for your little Swiffer thingy. That the I little, dust the yeah, equipment little dusty with. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two cents for hand sanitizer. Right. Okay. And then about 14 grand for Tony and Frankie's time to fix all of your mistakes. The, <laughs> at, at like $9 per hour. <laughs> uh, there was another one this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I think his name's Sam. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and of I course, know. yeah, we love Sam. All right. Yeah. I can't believe you used the wrong names. That was terrible. You yeah. told me to before the show. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a story for you. Uh, This is a feel-good story. We should do those occasionally, right? (laughs) Whatever. A nine-year-old Indiana boy. We did. We said that Lou Lou Dobbs was canceled. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. A nine-year-old Indiana boy cleaning out the SUV his family bought in September made a discovery his father found difficult to believe. $5,000 in cash. And the... Okay. Yes. What, now, I, I, I'm going to stop right here because I also find that difficult yeah, to believe. Yeah. Uh, not the $5,000 cash, but a boy cleaning out the family car. <laughs> right, right. Come on. Yeah, that has never happened in my house. Not a single time. Landon Melvin, nine, was cleaning out his family's Chevrolet Suburban in Plainfield when he found an envelope under the floor mat that contained cash. Boy told his father, Michael Melvin, about the discovery in the vehicle. Yeah, Michael, who works in sanitation. <laughs> Which the family had purchased in September 2020. But his dad had a hard time believing the story. I was like, yeah, whatever. He's nine. Michael Melvin told WRTV. I'm like, you found something? Okay. He says, no, dad, I really did. I walk over. I see it. I reach down. I say, you know what? Is this some, I'm thinking of some sort of paperwork. No, it really was $5,000 in cash. Now, again, let's stop again. What would you have done at this point? You find $5,000 cash. You've just purchased a car, a used car. You know who the previous owner was. Yeah, I would. I There's no doubt that I would go and give the money back. I would call them too. Yeah. There, because we doubt. were raised by. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm more scared of bad karma. Right. <laughs> you know, it's right. not that I'm a good guy. It's just, you know. I would have done yeah. the same thing. And that's also what the Melvins did. So, you know, hats off to the Melvins. They contacted the previous owners. Yeah. Tony Soprano. <laughs> Here's the story that the previous owners gave them. Tell me if you buy this or not. The family told them they had driven the Suburban to Florida for a cruise in 2019 and had misplaced the envelope of money during the trip. Um, Does that sound believable to you? It doesn't to me either, but whatever. The family did insist that Landon Melvin keep $1,000 of the money as a finder's fee. But don't spend it anywhere near a bank. (laughs) Yeah. 
spend, spend it in small bills around. I just want to tell anybody, if you buy a used car from me, yeah. Yeah. not only will you not find anything valuable unless you love old French fries right. and or Cheetos. empty Gatorade yeah. Yeah. bottles, yeah. 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 you're buying trash. <laughs> because if you knew how long I'm willing to drive trash in order not to buy another car from my demolition derby driver sons... You'd know that at least one statewide inspection service had already declared this vehicle unfit for driving right. on the streets right. of Illinois. Right. Five grand. <laughs> and that'll cost you five grand. I'm saying uh, don't buy yeah. a used car oh, from I, me. We can turn a beautiful car into a piece of shit in yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, so can we. Uh, yeah. It's uh, n- I mean, why would we buy a good car? N- we'll never, ever buy a good car. Right. Yeah. Uh, My mom has a, has a 2002 Honda Accord. Which, you know, she's an 80-year-old woman, right? She doesn't need to buy a new car, and it drives perfectly. It's in great shape. It's nicer than all of my cars. It's a 2002. Basically, what we do is we just wait for Michelle's family to buy another car. (laughs) We just get their old one, which is awesome. And they listen to this program. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, if you you got an extra one, uh, we're very good friends here. Listen to the show. All right, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So I like how this is going because for a long time you just pulled a name out of a Mm -hmm. a jar and I had to tell a story. Mm -hmm. Um, And a few weeks ago I started reporting emails and stuff that were coming in. And people are starting now to DM me. At Rick Kempfer on Twitter or at Minutia Men at, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter. We're engaging the audience. We are. And James8806 DM'd me this week saying this. I remember you guys on Landecker's show being all over the Michael Jackson, Lisa Marie Presley wedding when it happened. Did you ever meet either one? Just a good question. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> no, I never. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but here, I do have a story. All right. So I never met Michael. I saw him in concert twice. I saw him once at the Mill Run Theater with the Jackson 5. Did you really? In 1973 that in Round. Been, that must have been awesome. It was awesome. I was a kid. I yeah. didn't know it was awesome. But, you know, it seemed cool. Yeah. And then the last time was uh, on a bad, on the bad tour in 1987. I saw him when I was just started working at the Loop. I got tickets. Where was that? At like the Sky at the State Horizon or, or whatever it's called now, the Allstate Arena. Wow, was that yeah. good? That, that was good. fantastic. Yeah. He was great in concert. Uh, but your memory is correct, James. In 1994, when he and Lisa Marie were married, John and I were all over this story. We wrote several songs about it. All of the songs that we wrote that were from the perspective of the father-in-law rolling over in the grave. <laughs> that <laughs> would be Elvis. We were an oldie station, so, you know, it was Elvis. We were playing Elvis. And John does a pretty good Elvis. And so I wrote a couple of Elvis songs for him. And I can give you uh, the first verse of one of them. Okay. All right. This is to the... And I'm not going to sing it, so we don't have to pay royalties. Well, could you, I wrote these words, Would though. we have to pay royalties? Yeah, apparently to, Tony uh, tells us uh, that okay. we have to pay royalties. Right. But you can't well, just charge. put it on our production cost. <laughs> you can't charge us royalties on words that i wrote myself oh they will okay so this is the first verse of burning love lord almighty lisa marie so surprising just like priscilla she gave her old man the heave ho her first husband but girl 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 this new husband that you've acquired is a llama owning crotch grabbing monkey loving scary freak show so tonight when it's time to retire Surround the kids with barbed wire. Say, not tonight, Michael, I'm tired. Use your glove. 
Okay. Thank you. That was one of <laughs> but we well, we did a tour for for years doing Michael Jackson and uh and Elvis stuff. You remember correctly and no, I don't have a story about having met either of them. But if you have a question about a celebrity, you know, that let's say between 1985 and 2005, anybody from that era I probably met them or I have some sort of a story right. that I can and share. Preferably if they're dead, they can't sue us. <laughs> so get the uh, deceased out there. That yeah, be- that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, all right. So, Dave, we have a guest on a Minutia Men celebrity interview this week. Right. We've got um really interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Uh, he's a magician. He is. He's a s- expert skier. Right. Uh, he's a... Uh, Just uh, like you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's an actor who's been on... Uh, what, what is it called? When theater? Yeah. When you do it live? That's right. A, he's a New York guy, Broadway guy. Right. And he's also a like a fancy schmancy actor who's like on every streaming show now. His name right. is uh, Gene Silvers. He's on Them, yeah, which, he's is on a, them. which is the number one it's show number one. on Amazon and, Prime right now. And also Mosquito Coast. Right. Which is a new show right. on Apple. Right. Network. So, uh, so. so we got him. Yeah, and what kind of a story did he tell us? Uh, he told us something that I thought was really, really interesting uh, about uh, a chocolate chip and a kid's butt. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. It depends. I do both kid shows and adult shows, so that would depend on whether it's a kid show or an adult show. Okay. Um, if Okay, if it's a kid show... It would be the famous cookie, chocolate chip cookie on the butt trick. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Tell me. <laughs> yeah, very few people did it. I actually, the only magician that I've ever seen do it is that is that was an old uh, talk show, uh, kid show host called Bob McAllister. And um, uh, I saw it and I said, I have to do this. And so as far as I know, I'm one of the only magicians that does it. Basically, I, I, I bring a kid up and, uh, you know, I, I say I'm going to put uh, some food in the bag and, and I lead them towards chocolate chip cookies. And then I start pulling invisible chocolate chip cookies out of the air and I drop them into this empty paper bag. And then I have the kid do it. And every time he reaches in the air, I, I, I say, hey, wait a second. What's that in your armpit? And I pull out the chocolate chip cookies. Uh-huh. If you'd like to hear the entire interview, listen to Minutia Men now on Amazon Music Podcasts, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo, backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead, right? Mm. Well, it might be. <laughs> with the amount of money they're spending on these shows that are really not being particularly frugal. It just moved to a better place. Credit cards all over the place. Sure. Proctologist. There you go. Sure. Radiomisfits.com. Right. And we'll be back next week. With we might. Brand, we'll yeah. say status to be determined. TBD. Yeah. Uh, after another technical mishap by Rick. Uh, but we will be back, we think, with another episode of The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, special guests, the Minutia Men, Rick Kempfer and David Stern, are our guests. 
And Steve, they've accomplished so much. Yeah, they have, including uh, what I'm going through right now. I just got my ascot on and I have my cigarette holder and a cigarette and a nice glass of bourbon because I'm beginning to write the remainder of my book. You got a deadline. Next Tuesday deadline, my friend. You just ruined their promo. Oh, I thought we were on the same promo. You just jumped in on theirs. Well, I was under the impression that we were ad-libbing the promo. How about that, Steve? They've inspired me, Howard. They've inspired me. And they'll inspire you. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Uh, Okay, fine. Screw it. I won't be on your damn promo either. (laughs) You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Rick, about two weeks ago, you said that you wanted to get an Irish-Mexican Jew on our show. (laughs) And I did. Jonathan Stoddard. He's been in about a thousand movies. He's a musician. He's a chef. And we talked to him. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.